Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 16. In this episode, we're going to be talking about building a custom computer for music production. Uh, so I've actually created a video for this when I actually built my custom computer. It's a two-part video series. Uh, I share with you the parts I bought, why I bought them, and then I also share with you how I actually put the computer together. Okay, so, you know, you can just check it out on YouTube. The link will be in the resource section on this episode page. You actually have to come to my website for that, Okay. So again, this is episode number 16. So before we get into the episode, I just want to share about my camera situation for my courses. So I actually had a huge learning curve here. So over my years, I was always using just this camcorder. It's like a Canon Vixia. I think it's an HF 400. Um, And, you know, a camcorder since it doesn't have like a big sensor, uh, it doesn't pick up, you know, like it's, it's harder to get a better picture in low light conditions as, as well as you're not able to get like that nice blurred effect. And especially since now I'm trying to use this green screen, um, I'm wanting to upgrade this camera. Okay. So I told you, I think, uh, you know, I think it was two episodes ago, I was talking to you about my camera and the problems I was having about, you know, the camera turning off by itself, or when you plug in HDMI, it still has like information on the screen, such as like the bad information, the autofocus and stuff like that. So what I discovered was you want a camera with a clean HDMI output and the Canon cameras, the lower end ones, uh, I, I actually have the Canon 80D as well as I have a Canon M6 and both of those do not have a clean HDMI out. And so what that means is that the battery information or like the autofocus is always there so if I want autofocus, you're always going to see a little box around my face, which is, you know, that's not professional. So in order to get around that, I would have to put it to manual mode. In other words, you know, if I wanted to share something in the camera nice and close with you, you know, I couldn't do that as I was actually recording the video. And then in addition, the, you know, the camera would turn off automatically, even though I have like a dummy battery and a dummy battery just allows you to have your camera on all the time. You know, nowadays with streaming, uh, you know, like with a gaming and stuff like that becoming so popular, you know, these streamers, they're using all these different cameras. So the camera's on all the time, right? So you have to put in a, a dummy battery to do that. And then you just disable the auto shut off on the camera. So what I discovered was, so since I use a capture card, it's by Elgato, okay? That's the company that creates these capture cards. There's there's other companies too. But anyway, so Elgato actually has a website where they talk about uh, the different cameras that you can use for streaming uh, and they give you all the different specs on it. I'll leave that link in the uh, show notes here as well on my actual website. And so I actually ended up purchasing a new camera uh, that allows me to get autofocus, get a clean HDMI out. Uh, so from here on going out, I think I'm set up. I don't have to worry about all these little nuances because, you know, the thing is, if I'm trying to create a course, I want to focus on teaching. And if I have all these like little distractions going on all the time, such as like the camera shutting off or, you know, it's not being focused on my face or, you know, just stuff like that. It's like it distracts me from teaching you. Uh, so now I'm going to be good. I have this boom microphone which I talked to you about that picks up my audio really really good I'm going to have an awesome camera here now which is auto focused and then I have an awesome computer here which we're going to be talking about in this episode Uh, I built this computer for more of yes you know solely 
music production based. However, I also do like video production since I do these courses. So I, I, you know, some things that I put into this computer uh, may not be necessary for you. Okay. So that's just a little rundown for you guys, you know, from some information for you guys to be aware of. Again, now that streaming is becoming popular, uh, it's important to have a camera with a clean HDMI out if you want to use a camera with autofocus and have a clean uh, image that you can use for, you know, courses or streaming or whatever. Okay. So like I already mentioned, I have an in-depth walkthrough video going over my personal music production computer. I think I built this computer around uh, 2016 to 2017. But again, I explained why I purchased the parts and how we put it all together. It was actually my first computer that I ever put together and it went really, really good. You know, I'm talking to you on the computer right now. Um, one thing I want to share with you is ImageLine, uh, the makers of FL Studio, they always keep an up-to-date page about what's the best computer parts to buy for music production. You know, they talk about like the CPU and everything like that. I will leave that link in the show notes as well. That's a really, really powerful page if you are interested in purchasing, you know, um, all these custom parts to build your own computer. Now, I just want to share that First of all, I am not an expert with, with computers, um, but when I did build my computer, I did a lot of reading about all these different computer parts. So I'm just going to relay a lot of that information, which I learned onto you and what I found, you know, so since I've built it, I've also discovered some things that I wish I would have done a little differently, you know, so that maybe you guys can make a better decision when you're purchasing your parts. Okay. So my goal behind my music production computer was, first of all, I wanted silence. I wanted to have a really, really quiet computer and I wanted a really powerful computer, a computer that was really, you know, fast when I opened up plugins that I could handle many plugins, uh, many audio tracks, right. And, you know, going further on to the future, I also wanted this computer to last me at least four five, six years. Okay. Okay, so those were pretty much like my goals with this computer. Now, the main thing that I learned behind this computer is when you're purchasing a motherboard, which we'll talk about in a moment, is you want to be purchasing a motherboard with a lot of USB ports. Because if you think about it with music production, there's a lot of different things that, you know, you plug in everything from your audio interface to your MIDI keyboard uh, to dongles to, in my case, I have like a webcam Um one thing that my my motherboard didn't come with is it didn't come with like a blue uh, Bluetooth, right? So I had to buy an adapter for that, just a little USB drive for that. Uh, hard drives, if you were going to be plugging in uh, USB external hard drives. Uh, currently, I have two external hard drives uh, for backing up. So these are all just things that you have to think about uh, going in the future. So learn for, learn from my mistakes so that you guys can build an awesome computer okay so that's pretty much it that i've learned so far with this computer was just you know pretty much just you want to have lots of usb ports and if you don't i ended up just purchasing some usb hubs so um i actually have a usb type c port on the back where i just plugged in a usb hub for that i have four usb ports for that and then i uh off the front i have a usb 3 plug-in for the hub. Okay, so let's discuss the components of a computer and what we're focused on for music production, okay? So things that you may need with your computer is like a CPU, uh, your motherboard, RAM, power supply, hard drive, your computer case, and then maybe a video card, uh, depending on what your goal is with your actual computer. Nowadays, your CPU actually has a video card built in. Um, and then your motherboard, many times you can even have two monitors off of your motherboard, off of that CPU graphics card. There's all these different routes you can take. Uh, one thing I will mention, you know, since we're talking about the video card there, is I actually had some trouble plugging into the motherboard video card and also a video card at the same time. 
Like, so just for normal browsing, it was fine. But if I was going to be doing video editing, many times the program would crash. So my way around that was I actually just plugged my monitors right into my actual third party video card, not off my CPU. And that has avoided all the problems. And then I'm able to get all the benefits out of that video card, you know, for the rendering and, and all those kind of benefits. Okay. So like I'm saying, um, you know, some of these are the essentials. Others will depend on your needs. So let's cover these parts that you need more in depth for music production. Okay. So we're going to talk about the CPU. So the CPU is like the most important part of your computer. It's like the brain of the computer and it does all like the calculations. Okay. So this is the thing with music production is music production is solely based on your CPU and, you know, if you have like a small buffer size at like 256 or 512, and once your projects get larger, you know, you can get like these underruns. Like, yes, you're going to get lower latency, which means that you will be able to record easier without delay or play like your MIDI keyboard without delay. But, you know, again, you can get underruns. Now, if you have a more powerful CPU, you will be able to, you know, run larger projects at, you know, lower buffer sizes. But again, once your project starts to grow, even for myself, I still have to increase my buffer size to like uh, 1024. But again, make sure you're using like an ASIO driver as well as an audio interface that has properly good coded drivers. Do your research before you purchase an audio interface uh, because over my years, I have had audio interfaces where um, using just ASIO for all has actually given me better results than my actual audio interfaces uh, coded um, driver. Uh, nowadays, I'm just on the Focusrite Scarlett uh, 2i2. This is the second generation. They now have a third generation, but the second generation has been an amazing audio interface, just to let you guys be aware of that. Now, the biggest thing to look at with your CPU and what ImageLine tells us is that the single core speed is the most important out of your CPU, okay? So when you look at CPUs um, on Amazon, for example, you'll see that there's like two core, four core, like eight core, uh, 16 core and stuff like that. And you may think that, you know, like, wow, like, you know, this eight core, I'm going to get that because that's going to be way better. I'm, I'm going to be able to process way more. And the thing is, you know, there, there's pros and cons uh, to this, but we're focused on this single core speed. Okay. And, you know, so what that means is that that single core can actually calculate all these, you know, calculations very, very fast. Okay. So, you know, over the years, computers have, have, you know, they've progressed very, very fast. You know, now we're seeing eight core CPUs, which is, you know, back in the day, even seeing like a, a quad core, a four core was, was crazy, right? It was just like, whoa, like, you know, these CPUs are advancing. Now, again, just because a computer has more cores doesn't mean it will be the best CPU for music production. You know, like I'm saying, it might have some other benefits, like maybe being able to handle like more tasks, but that single core speed is what image line recommends and that's just because it will be able to calculate uh, things faster um, on that single core. ImageLine actually has some helpful information about your CPU in terms of how like the threading and stuff all works like so you know, with your audio, you have the option to, you know, route one insert to another insert, like for example, for subgroups or for sends and stuff like that. And uh, for me reading that, it was like when an insert is being routed around, that is still following like the one core or whatever. Um, from my understanding, it's just like, that's just how CPUs and coding works. It's like you, you can't spread that across multiple uh, cores. So that's why the single core speed is really important because that one process that it can calculate that faster. And if you think about it, you know, it's like we have EQs, compressors. And then if you're, again, if you're routing all this audio all around, it's like you're making more work for your computer. 
So that's why they recommend the single core speed so it can do those calculations faster, okay? Now, just to give you a little idea of, you know, the industry, so, you know, there's like, there's two leaders, there's like Intel and AMD. Intel has been like the leader for many, many years, but recently AMD and they're the makers of like the Ryzen CPU, uh, they've really stepped up their game and they're now competing. In all honesty, for my next build, I will be taking AMD into consideration uh, just to see where it's at. And something that's really, really cool uh, when this stuff happens in the industry. So for example, like I was saying, Intel was always like kind of like the leader for many, many years now. Uh, now AMD is starting to step up their game. So what that's going to do is, first of all, it's going to create innovation. Okay. So, you know, these two companies are going to start trying to, you know, create new features and stuff, which is good for the actual industry as a whole, like not just music production, also like anything to do with computers, right? Like video editing or uh, graphic design, everything like that. Right. And then it's also going to like, you know, lower, lower the prices and you're going to get better performance and features. So it's really this like a, a win for the consumer many times, um, while these companies kind of duke it out. Okay. So let's keep moving forward here. So now, with your CPU, you need some type of cooling. And there's actually many ways to cool something. So it can either be through like air or through like a liquid or through like heat transfer of like, you know, different metals and stuff like that. So um, I didn't want to go the liquid cooling route. You know, I've just never really felt comfortable with like liquid inside a computer, uh, even though nowadays they create heat sinks and a heat sink is just what you put onto your CPU to dissipate the heat. Otherwise, your CPU will overheat. Again, you need some type of cooling. And they actually have uh, liquid cooling kind of like it's all kind of built into one unit and you simply just put it on with some compound paste onto the CPU uh, that just helps distribute the heat. And then this the the liquid cooling is all kind of uh, it's sealed, you know, it just comes from like, from like the factory. I personally just went for a heat sink with like the metal and the air. I went with a Be Quiet brand. Uh, they have different models. But again, my whole goal here when it deals with fans is I wanted quiet. Okay. That was like my goal. I didn't get like the top of, of like the, of the line, but I got, you know, a more expensive brand here on the heat sink because many times that CPU, it can run hot and you want to make sure that, that that heat sink can handle the heat and that fan isn't just kicking into high gear because again, noise, right? Now, when we're also dealing with this CPU, uh, something you want to be uh, looking at is what's called the socket size. Okay. And this is going to integrate with your motherboard, which I guess we will talk about next. So the socket size is the actual size of the CPU. So when you place your CPU inside the socket on your motherboard, you know, where the CPU goes, you have to make sure it's the same size. And that's, that's just called the socket size. So for example, the one I'm currently using is called an LGA uh, 1151. Uh, and, and just over the years, you know, this model changes every once in a while. Okay. And you just have to make sure that your CPU size is the same as your motherboard and that's it. Now your motherboard is what allows all your components to work. Okay. So when you're plugging in your CPU, a video card, Ram, hard drive, all that kind of stuff, or like e even like your power supply, like all that stuff plugs into the motherboard in order for everything to operate. And, you know, through my readings, motherboards nowadays, they're all really, really similar for the most part, except for, you know, some features such as like, you know, some might have more USB ports or some might allow you to plug in more RAM 
or have like more PCI slots. Now this is like where like your video card would go or I already talked to you about like a capture card and that just allows you to plug in like a DSLR camera into it or even if it, you know, comes with like Bluetooth integrated and Wi-Fi, you know, sometimes these motherboards have these different features and if you look at like a $150 version to like a $300 version or even, you know, a, a version that is maybe an extra $40, these different models that you can purchase, these are kind of like the different features that come with these motherboards. But in in terms of like how things are, are you know work on a computer uh, the motherboard give or take is going to operate pretty much the same now when it comes to your motherboard uh, you just want to look at the form factor because this will dictate your computer case so there's different form factors and what that means is just the size of your motherboard so for example there's like atx uh, or there's like micro atx or like i even noticed there was like a mini atx so again these are just different sizes i just have the normal i think atx in my computer just a normal computer so now let's just jump into some ram okay so RAM is uh, kind of like memory where your computer stores information on so it, it can grab it really, really quick. But once you actually turn off your computer or restart your, your computer, your RAM resets. OK, so it's not like a hard drive where you actually save files on. It's it's a way for computers to kind of store information to access really, really uh, fast. Now, some common questions about RAM is how much RAM should you get? Uh, what speed should you get? what type of RAM in a sense of DDR3 or DDR4, and then, uh, you know, what brand, as well as you want to be careful of height clearance to the heat sink, okay? Again, the heat sink is what goes on the CPU, and when you plug in this RAM, sometimes there's issues with uh, clearance. So you just have to make sure that you have uh, the proper clearance on this RAM. Sometimes with RAM, you can actually get like low profile, and that just means that it's just not as tall. So let's talk about how much RAM should you have. So on this computer, I actually started with 16 gigabytes of RAM. My motherboard allowed me to, um, you know, add more if I wanted to. But at the moment, uh, 16 gigabytes was fine for me. You know, I was just making music. I was doing some kind of, you know, I was doing kind of medium video editing, not super heavy video editing. Um, but in later years, since I've been doing video editing quite harder, um, I actually purchased 16 more gigs of RAM. I think it's only like an extra 150 bucks now. And uh, so now my computer actually has 32 gigs of RAM. So if you guys are building a computer, I'd probably say just go 32 gigs of RAM. Um, you know, 16 will be fine, but, you know, things are becoming more affordable now. I would say go for 32 gigabytes of RAM uh, in terms of what type. So you're going to be looking, there's going to be like DDR3, DDR4. Now you have to reference your motherboard, okay? Your motherboard will state its specs, you know, its specifications, and it will say, you know, um, it accepts DDR3 or DDR4. And um, again, I haven't really looked on Amazon. You know, there might even be like DDR5 or whatever now. But again, you just want to check out your motherboard look at its specs, and it literally will tell you what RAM to buy. So in my case, I purchased DDR4 RAM because, you know, that was like the newest thing at the moment. And I wanted my computer to be, you know, very, very high quality for the time being. Now, your RAM also has different speeds. So for example, there's like um, 2033 megahertz or like 2400 megahertz. Again, you just want to reference your motherboard and it will share with you, you know, what speed to buy. Uh, it also shares if you want to start getting to like overclocking, which um, I purchased personally don't suggest, you know, I want a nice stable computer. Overclocking is if, you know, when you want to uh, push your components harder to drive them harder to get better performance, but you risk your computer not being as stable and stuff like that. Nowadays, 
the motherboard software. So once you actually put your computer together, the motherboard, it has its software. Many times there is like a, a one button click if you want to kind of overclock at, you know, in a, in a safe way just to get some more performance out of your computer. So, you know, you can always approach it that way too. Okay. So again, the questions for RAM was, you know, how much RAM should you get? I, at the moment, have 32 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, what type? I got DDR4. But again, check the motherboard. It's going to tell you. Uh, for the speed, I think I got like 2133. Again, I just referenced the motherboard specs. And then, yeah, so just, you know, make sure that the RAM is going to clear in height. Um, I think many times it will share like, you know, the actual dimensions of the RAM so that you can kind of get an idea. You can also ask questions into Google and, you know, because computer parts are purchased so much by so many people and many people love computer parts. They love buying them, testing them out for performance and doing reviews and stuff. So information is pretty easy to find uh, for brand names. Um, you know, I just went with Corsair, but there's tons and tons of uh, companies out there. Now, when it comes to your actual uh, power supply, so you just want to make sure that your power supply powers your computer properly. So you don't want to cheat yourself here. And there's also different ratings in a sense of like, there's like bronze, silver, gold, and like platinum and stuff like that. And I think the whole goal behind this is just efficiency. So in other words, uh, for what you're getting in, are you getting out? And being an electrician, like this is like, you know, this was always talked about in school. Um, you know, it's like power in equals power out, that's watts. But once you start introducing inductance and like capacitance into like these circuits, uh, you start getting into what's called like this power triangle. And it, all it is, it's just like Pythagoras theorem. And in other words, your power in may not be your power out. So you may be paying more than what you're getting. And that's just called efficiency. Okay. And if you're going to be going for like a platinum, you may, you know, be paying, uh, you know, more for what you're getting in a sense of like your power bill. Okay. So uh, in terms of your actual power supply, again, you just want to make sure that you're not underpowering your computer and there's lots of actual websites out there that will tell you, uh, you know, all the components and what the wattage is going to be. And then you can just purchase a power supply based off of that. Okay. So for example, just into Google, just type uh, computer power supply calculator. Now, one of the biggest things I can stress to you about the power supply is to get a quiet power supply. Over the years, I, in my experience from having many computers over the years, I've always found it's been my power supply, which starts to make noise you know usually at the beginning typically it's fine but later on for whatever reason this power supply just starts making noise and there's really nothing you can do about it so in my opinion you know even if it's the same wattage for example like let's just say you purchased a 600 watt power supply if the price is an extra 70 80 dollars for like a silent version or like a super super quiet one in my opinion i feel it's worth it because for music production Silence is huge, right? Now, let's talk about your hard drive, okay? So nowadays, a solid-state hard drive is a must. It's like a necessity. Uh, the speed, you know, going back to a regular platter hard drive, just a regular hard disk, I never want to go back, right? The, you know, even just turning on your computer, how fast a solid-state hard drive is, is, is honestly just amazing at how fast it is. And then, you know, loading programs and everything like that. And the price of these solid state hard drives has started to come down drastically. So um, what we were always doing is we were always buying a solid state hard drive for our C drive, which is like your primary drive where you install your operating system on. Uh, and then many times we'd also install like a FL Studio or like a lot of like the main programs that we're going to be using. But then we would actually be purchasing a separate hard drive, like an actual platter 
And this would just be more for our storage. For example, like our, our samples, like our one-shot samples, or even like uh, VSTs and stuff like that. Um, and again, the reason for this is be just because of like, you know, per gigabyte on a solid state hard drive was very, very expensive. But nowadays the price is coming down significantly. I personally would say, you know, purchase maybe a little bit more of an expensive solid state hard drive and just use a single hard drive. It makes things way easier and then you get this, the, the speed and the benefit and, you know, your computer doesn't have to search around for different hard drives. It's just, it's all in one hard drive. And then when you want to back up or if you do want additional storage, you know, then you can use these hard drives, you know, the, the, the actual disc platters. But like I'm saying, now that the price has come down, I would opt for like a 500 gigabyte or even like a one terabyte SSD. Now, I just want to talk about how, um, you know, the, the different form factors of an SSD. So there was like, a, you know, just kind of like little like rectangle SSDs and you would just plug this into SATA. Uh, SATA is just what you plug like your hard drives into and there's also different versions of SATA that allow you to get different speeds. I think there's like three three uh, gigabytes or might be gigabit. Again, I don't know computers super well. And then I know there's also like a six. And when you plug it in on your motherboard, again, you guys can check your manual. It will explain to you, you know, what uh, SATA ports are faster than others, okay? But nowadays, um, and again, I built this computer like two years ago, so even this information could be dated, so sorry about that, but these SSDs have started to started to come in like what's called like a bubblegum stick uh, solid state hard drive. So it literally is like the size of like a bubblegum stick, like for example, like Juicy Fruit back in the day, you pull it out, comes in like little, the little like tinfoil wrapper. That is literally the size of the solid state hard drive. Now, this is called the M.2 form factor. Now, you have to be careful because M.2 is what's called like a form factor. In other words, that's like the size. But you can get different versions of the solid state hard drive in this form factor. So it's a little bit confusing to understand. So what I'm trying to say is you can also get this M.2 in SATA or there's also NVMe, okay? These are two different, uh, I guess, ways for your, for your computer to read this solid state hard drive. Now, SATA is the bottleneck behind a solid state hard drive. The NVMe is what you want. So when you go to purchase the solid state hard drive, if this bubblegum stick, this M.2 is still uh, popular, again, you're gonna have to do your own research in a sense of you know hard drives and stuff like that. But make sure that you get the NVMe and not the, the, the SATA version, okay? That can be a little bit deceiving because, again, it's the same size, but you got to be making sure you're purchasing the right one. And then on your actual motherboard, there's actually a little spot for you just to put this uh, bubblegum SSD into your computer. And it, honestly, it's so amazing. It's so small and it's so fast. So that's what to look for in an SSD. You want to make sure you have an SSD. It is so fast. There's no moving parts. You have a, a computer that just rips. Okay. So now let's talk about your computer's computer case. So when you're purchasing your computer case, again, this is going to be dictated on your motherboard, that form factor, the ATX, okay? Um, in addition, they also uh, allow you to purchase computer cases that have like insulation. So in other words, like sound dampening material in them, which is going to reduce, you know, the sound of if there's any moving parts or if there's fans. Fans is probably like the biggest one. Um, but the biggest thing here is like if you're going to be purchasing fans, you want to make sure that you're purchasing from quiet companies for example like noctua is a really really popular one or like be quiet um 
But for my computer case, I purchased the Fractal Design Define R5 at the time. Um, you know, again, you're gonna have to do your own research for a computer case, but just look for sound dampening material within them, um, and that's just gonna help reduce, you know, your fan noise. Okay. Um, now let's just talk about your video card. So with your video card, so like I'm saying, your CPU actually has a video card built in, and you're able to get, in all honesty, like comparable results to like lower end video cards. It's honestly amazing and it's just on like the actual cpu like when you look at the cpu like the cpu is pretty small and it's like this is the brain of your computer it does all the calculations it now has a video card you can actually plug two monitors into the cpu video card so again you know you, you put the cpu into the motherboard and then on the motherboard you have different connections whether that be like dvi or hdmi or uh, like a display port or you know however your motherboard is made but again, the CPU video card is going to be great for probably like 90% of you who are, you know, building this computer just for music production. You know, you're not focused on any type of like, let's say like, um, you know, video editing or gaming or anything like that. If you are wanting to do, you know, uh, video editing and, you know, actually use your video card a bit. One thing I do suggest to you is purchasing a video card, which has more than one fan. Okay. So you're looking at like a dual to like a triple fan video card. This is going to make your fans a lot quieter on that actual video card uh, because when you have just the one fan, like, okay, so on my first decent computer that I, I had built for music production, I actually got it like built for me. And this was like, uh, this is like when I was actually running the website Beat Struggles. Um, I had a, a pretty nice video card in there, but it only had one fan. And that thing was so loud, it was incredible. And once I did some more research into it, I learned that the more fans you have on this video card, the quieter it's going to be. And really, the loudest fans with a computer is mostly going to be like your video card. Uh, in addition, the heat sink. That's what actually, you know, connects to the CPU to dissipate the heat. And then you have a fan on that heat sink just to help, you know, cool it down as well. Okay, so, you know, like the heat sink and the video card are typically going to be like your loudest fans in my experience on a computer. And then once you have it all built, uh, one thing for you guys to research is airflow. Okay. So, you know, there's lots of different mindsets for people when they come to airflow on a computer, but it's important that you do some research on airflow just to kind of learn, you know, how should you position these fans inside your computer uh, just to get airflow, you know? Is your, is your computer going to be fine or do you want to purchase one or two more fans? And the thing is, when you have more fans, many times you can uh, set them at a lower RPM, which means that, you know, they spin slower um, instead of having like only like one fan and that thing's just ripping, right? So these are all just things to think about. Now, I think that's pretty much everything when it comes to a computer for the most part. Uh, if I miss something, sorry, but I just made my list here about like the main components of a computer. So again, that's like the CPU, the motherboard, the RAM, the power supply, uh, your hard drive, your computer case, and then a video card, depending on what you are using a computer for. Uh, you know, many people will say, you know, with music production, oh, you never use a video card. And well, it's kind of true. And why I say that is because some plugins actually take advantage of, you know, acceleration and stuff on a video card. Um, but like I'm saying, your CPU video card will be able to handle that kind of stuff. Um, you want a, a third party, you know, a more expensive video card. Again, if you're into like gaming or video editing and you want to take advantage of like rendering or, you know, playback and, you know, speed and stuff like that. So I hope this episode helps you out. Um, I did a lot of reading when I first did research for the CPU or, or sorry, for my, my custom computer. In all honesty, I'm really happy with how it turned out. 
if you guys have any um, questions or whatever, you guys can always reach out to me. But again, check out that video that I've created on YouTube. It's a two-part series. I broke it you know, in half because it would have been too long. Uh, the one half of it, I go over all the parts. And again, all that information was fresh in my mind. So I would, I'll be able to relay that information onto you a little bit better. Again, it's going to be a little bit dated because I built this computer you know, in 2016, 2017. And then the second part of that series is actually putting together the computer. Okay, so I hope you guys like this episode. Uh, let me know if you guys would like to, you know, me talk me to talk about a certain topic or whatever. If not, like I said, I'm always just going to kind of pick and choose just different topics I want to talk about each week. And if you guys like this podcast, you guys can always support it for five dollars a month by coming to itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. You guys will see a button there to subscribe for five dollars a month. You guys can cancel any time, and it would be much appreciated. So thanks for checking out this episode, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode, and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books, or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.